0: I mean, (laughs) there we go. All right, my friends. It's Tuesday, the 5th. It's the 5th of January 2021. Back to the groove, back to the grind. Office is open. Doing good, feeling good. Feeling productive. My semester starts on Thursday. So I'm just knocking out some, uh, I'm off today. So that's good, right? I'm off and I'm running some errands. First order of business was to get my COVID-19 shot. So my dental friend shot me a tip the other day. literally and figuratively, said so to call up St. Luke's, so they were starting their campaign, campaign of administering these vaccines. I got my first shot at 9.40 this morning, and uh, I feel good. I'll be honest with you, just with the gravity of the situation, with all that we've been dealing with, I've been very eager to get this inoculation. I've been looking forward to it. It's the right thing to do. It's a, it's a civic duty, to be honest. Uh, it's symbolic, scientific. It's symbolic, in my view, in the sense that there's a lot of people who are intimidated. Just fucking, we're so fucked up about this vaccine, we don't know how to respond to it. Not the vaccine, the virus. It's got us, the world is sideways, you know, as I've been discussing and we all know full well, every day and every, on a regular basis, we're being reminded of people that have been affected by COVID and have contracted it, have been hospitalized, people have died. I know people who have, who have died, who have lost folks personally. And uh, it's scary. I also know a lot of first responders who are out there fighting a good fight as the numbers rise. And, you know, morbidity and mortality climb. So it's, just a, it's been a scary time for all but a uh, minority of individuals who think this is all much to do about nothing. They couldn't follow the mathematics on it. They can't bring themselves to do that, to do the math, to understand that as these numbers climb, our hospitalizations are going to go up, and then you're not going to be able to go in there and get your knee replacement or your cortisone injection or whatever. And so that's how morbidity and mortality rise, because the normal shit that people have to square away in a medical sense, you're not going to be able to get in, so it's scary. You know, so the week following the new year and the holidays and travel and all that shit. Now is a time when uh, we're going to see the numbers spike. And unfortunately, at the first of the year, we'll see some unfortunate things occur. People infected. You know, I had a patient the other day. Message me and say, "Hey, my my daughter has it," so we all got tested. He was negative, but he's a patient of mine. I see him weekly. That was a close call. The rest of the family's negative, so that's good. I got tested. I'm negative, and this morning I just got the vaccine. So it's symbolic to me because it was something important that a responsible citizen can do. If you believe in science. If, you, if you've read your history and understand how hazardous these pandemics can be and how disruptive if we don't address them, then you realize it's an important step to take to get, um, get inoculated. So that's why I did it this morning. But I, I was a little anxious, to be honest. I kind of felt as though... pause on that. Okay, I'm back. So a little anxious going into the hospital because uh, I don't particularly like hospitals, and we are in a pandemic, and the gravity of the situation is such that this was a necessary step in public health. Um... It's scary that we're at this point in our in our modern society, right? And although I am confident in the science, and I believe in science, I believe in uh, this immune response that we are rendering, that we need to render to our general public. Um it's just a little uncomfortable walking into a room. Hey, okay, well, I walk into the beautiful lobby of St. Luke's Health Center, and I say, okay, where do I go? And they point me to sit down to the, uh, make a right, and it's down on the right, and there was no sign. Just walk into this little meeting room or whatever, and there's a bunch of chairs and a bunch of nurses and somebody to check you in, and Administering these shots, then you sit and wait 15 minutes, to make sure you don't have a allergic reaction or something like that, which we have heard in a couple cases occurred. I guess not in mine, but I could, I couldn't get out of there fast enough, right? Just because it, it's just a significant thing. I've been. It's like it's almost like, and I'm not gonna make it like make it out to be like I've had some terrible hardship, but as a father and a husband and a family man and in all the roles that I play, as a provider, as a doctor of chiropractic, putting my hands on people on a weekly basis, trying to help, there's been a lot of fear, a lot of concern. You can feel it coming from everyone, so it's not for me, it's just... It's everybody is concerned about this, you know. Everybody knows somebody who's been affected now, and that in itself is scary. And so, I was anxious to get it done, and I feel fine. And I believe that this is going to be the right thing to do. And it's pretty much the only pathway, if you believe the experts, which I do, the primary pathway to uh, public immunity. Is gonna to have to be vaccination. Because if we wait for the virus to spread, once again, public health apparatus, our hospitals, our health care providers are gonna be overwhelmed, and a lot of people lot more people are gonna suffer and die. And so anyway, I knocked that out. I feel good. I got a, the day in front of me. I'm looking forward to having a late brunch here, a friggin' hearty breakfast. Because I do my uh, my intermittent fasting, so I haven't eaten till since like 8:30 last night. Now I'm going to um, head home and have maybe some eggs. Yeah, and I have a little. Maybe I'll make an omelet. If there's any broccoli, veggies, or anything like that in the freeze in the fridge, it's going to be good though. Get some Cooper Sharp cheese in that biatch. It's going to be delicious. veteran parking only. Well, I am one, but I will, uh, I'll take a pass on that. Let somebody else park there. So, um, so now I stopped at at Harbor Freight and I got myself a new die grinder and I got a little six pack of, uh, beer for uh, a couple beers later tonight to celebrate this achievement. And now I'm going to get some bird seed and some more mouse traps Okay, so let me tell you something about these fucking mice. As soon as I get back from inside Lowe's here, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some uh, get some of those items, and I'm gonna pop right back out. And I'm gonna continue this podcast. I have some interesting things to say, so stand by. All right, I'm back. Here we go, pulling out of Lowe's. Matt and Derek helped me out. I was looking for mice mouse traps. I have two options, okay? I've been killing them with these friggin' standard wooden traps. As I told you, it's nice because it's just mechanical, just like a quick end. Not looking to torture anything, okay? Lord knows the friggin' rodents of the world have been tortured enough. But what I did do is I noticed that when I've been killing these things... Uh, one or two, I guess three over the past several days. And once again, the one this morning was freaking mutilated. They they eat each other. They freaking one dies, they frickin' cannibalize it, I guess whatever they can do to get their nutrition, you know. Our basement isn't really the best place. It's not an abundance of food, especially since we've cleaned it up. No crumbs or anything. So, these fuckers are in there I don't know what kind of sustenance they get. So they're eating each other. I mean, I'm talking about overnight they come out, these critters. I wish I had some sort of infrared or night vision system that I could capture their activity. But let me tell you, they eat each other. We eat the friggin' entire skin and hide off of a motherfucker. And maybe maybe there's some organs remaining. But there's nothing but little tiny friggin' hard mouse shits all around the, the, fucking carcass of these, their fellow mice. It's terrible that they would have to do that, but they do it. Nature is metal. My friends nature is metal. Um, okay. Let's shift gears a little bit. We got that freaking good wake up. I'm off back to the freaking business. Um, in the new year, I'm optimistic, but we gotta take some decisive action here to win the day, to to get past this virus, to get our new president in his friggin' uh, office, and just try to rebuild things. It's been very chaotic. Yes, I'll mention real quick the political climate. Uh, Trump, you know, he he placed a phone call and is desperate. Ways he, he placed a phone call to the state secretary of state of Georgia the other day because there's a runoff election, whatever the fuck that means today. And uh, I guess today his votes are certified, all kinds of certifications that have to take place, and it's a fucked up, you know, crazy process. But he clearly lost Donald Trump, he did not win the election. Instead, he, he lost by a large margin. Seven million votes is what I read at, at the last count. It was a unanimous victory. And he is, you know, he's a fighter. Describe him as a fighter. Listen, if you fight for right, then that's a worthwhile thing. But if you refuse to lose, just for the sake of refusing... Just because you're defiant, because you're upset with the outcome of a test, of a contest. Let's say it's a sporting event. You know, it's a shame, but that's why there are referees there. They say, that was a touchdown. I'm sorry. Uh, the call didn't go your way. I understand you're disputing it. Our ruling is that, and we got to render it quickly. You know, these impartial uh, referees are trying to give you a quick result. And the right result. That was, in fact, a touchdown. The call didn't go your way. You lost the... You know, this happens all the time in sports and in life. Things don't go our way. Doesn't mean that there was foul play. Doesn't mean that... And this is any election. It's common to have challenges. Donald Trump's side, the litigation, trying to overturn the election or... uncover some kind of fraud it didn't come up with anything repeatedly you know so he lost and he made a call to the Secretary of State of Georgia and basically tried to blackmail the guy and guilt him and all this shit into giving him a certain amount of votes 11,000 something votes I need this, give it to me, you know, uh, it's, it's wrong, you know, that they did anything, what'd they do? So they, te- they, they did the math, they ran the numbers again, this guy is a Republican, Donald Trump is a fucking scam artist loser. So, the question that I have is, if this is the way that this this man communicates... If he communicates this way when he's on the ropes, when he's desperate, how do you think he behaves when he's got the upper hand? He'll fucking crush you with impunity. There's nothing. You have no chance. He has no mercy, no remorse. He's a tyrant. And he'll break the law in order to win. He'll do anything to win right now. Include Potentially put our democracy in a very dire state, more dire than it has been. Now, I have said and I'll, I'll repeat I believe that we deserve Donald Trump because he's the fucking perfect sideshow caricature of the American uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, uh, land of opportunity um, story. That we love, you know. But he's not. That's not his story. You know, he was given millions of dollars. He was a rich boy. He's given all that money, and he turned that money. Lost a lot, and he gained a lot too. It's almost impossible to lose all of your shit. But he lost a lot of it. Still, he represents to many that, that this tough businessman, fighter, uh, straight talker, straight talker. Who do you know, once again, who do you know that treats people the way he does, communicates the way he does, is as biased as he is, that you're still in touch with? Like, I'm talking about friends or family. Probably no one, right? Because he's a bad guy. He's a piece of shit. It's not like a an embellishment because he's the president that I don't like. He is a divisive figure. And we don't need any more division in this country. It's dangerous for somebody to be poking the bear and playing with fire with uh, the American public uh, which has been heavily steeped in uh, only the most favorable aspects of American history and railing against authority and all that shit. Rise up with your muskets and all that stuff. Okay. We don't need to fucking own that and be that way for the rest of our lives. We don't need to try to apply that same logic to every situation we find ourselves in. It's stupid. All right. So transfer of power, peaceful transfer of power is important. Let's fucking do it. Get this guy out of here. He wants to stay behind the political scenes and, um, do whatever he wants to do in a civilian uh, capacity, or even be a uh, play a role. I'm sure he will play a role on the on the uh, Republican side or whatever side. He's not decisively like uh, in one camp. He's for himself. You know that. People should know that. They should be able to recognize that. Uh, there's a quote that I I posted. I'm trying not to turn myself to politics and try not to engage others in it necessarily, but this is a post that I made. Uh, It's it's a little meme. It says, if your views require you to assume that every expert who disagrees with you is part of a massive conspiracy, then you should probably reevaluate your views. Once again, if your views require you to assume that any expert that disagrees with you is part of a massive conspiracy, you should probably reevaluate your views. So, what this means to me, and what my message is, is that there are authorities. I mean, there are people in our society that are good at stuff. Okay? I have friends that are lawyers, I have friends that are HVAC technicians, I have friends that are. Uh, cops. I have friends that are uh, business owners in various capacities, friends that work for the government. Of course, many of my friends served in the military. I have friends who are pastors. I know people from different segments of the population. I have a guy, quote-unquote, or a person for everything. Most of us do. So if my toilet wound flush or something's going on with the electric in my house, I have people that I would go to and I would trust their judgment because these are things, this guy's an electrician, this guy's a plumber, this guy's a lawyer, this this gal is a, um, is a uh, computer technician uh, or a chef or whatever. So there's people who... Who I, love, uh, who I love and I respect And personally Both personally and professionally I trust their judgment I would call these people experts Alright And I would defer to them If I had a point of view I would always check it To try to match it with you know, I would hope That it would approach The logic that they would use Just being a 45 year old man Who's been around a little bit yeah, I figured I blew a fuse, but let me check my friend, the electrician. Um, you know, I, I wanted to make a uh, a burgundy sauce, but I didn't know quite how to do that. So my friend is a chef, an executive chef. I'll ask him. Um, I think that uh, my car is knocking when I start it up. I'm wondering just with a little bit of experience driving cars and looking under the hood, if maybe my oil is a little bit low. I'm hoping it's nothing major with my engine, but when I start up, it goes ding, 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 ding. And as the crankshaft dips into the oil pan and throws the oil up into the workings of the engine, everything is lubricated, and then all the machinations, um, they're nice and smooth. So, that's me conferring with people who know what the hell they're talking about. I might think I know what I'm talking about, but I would consult them and try to match my judgment with theirs. And maybe I would be, hopefully it would be a degree of accuracy uh, between them. Hopefully they'd match. But if they don't, well then I have to update my understanding of something. Well, the last time the sump pump has happened one to other time, and the sump pump, was stuck open. It had not rained a lot that summer. So on one occasion, the sump pump, it got stuck open. I guess there's some sort of mechanism in there, a switch that when it senses water, it turns on. But there was a little piece of dust or crud clogging the sump pump, which hadn't worked for a while. And then when we had a, a horrible torrential rain, it failed us. And then when I knocked it around and poked a screwdriver around in it, it worked again. All right, But I bought a new one just to be on the safe side. So let me call my plumber friend and ask him what he thinks. Right. So we all do this all the time. It's called uh, learning. And it's called leaning on people who specialize in a certain area. And so uh, going back to that quote, sometimes people... When they don't, when they have an idea uh, that they're getting from somewhere, all right. It, like it, these are practical examples I provided you, all right. If the sump pump isn't working, well, it's not working, and you need somebody. You need to either be handy or have somebody who is handy on call, all right. Politics and philosophy, religion other thing, likes and dislikes, they're more subjective. So people can get these ideas and they might listen to somebody who's on a radio station like a Rush Limbaugh or uh, a Fox News personality or a CNN personality, their favorite talk rate or their newspaper, whoever it is, they will stick, they will tend to read that news. They will tend to read life like that. And it's not that way. It's not necessarily that way. They don't check with the experts. They don't check with somebody who's got an unbiased opinion about things. And, you know, your political leanings or your ideology, it might, it might seem to be small potatoes-like. It's just my, it's what I believe, you know. It doesn't matter. Like, I, the, nothing's gonna. Nobody's going to tell me what, what to believe. So you've got this narrative that you've ascribed to and you've built up in your mind and it's colored by where you live and what you do for a living and who your friends are. But you don't check what the other side is up to. You don't try to understand what other people are thinking. Understand life from their perspective. You know, that's fucked up. And I think that that tribal tribalistic way of life and thinking is, it's endangering our species and it's endangering all life on this planet. Like us being at the apex, us being, having the, the computing power to say, you know what um, I need to uh, we can run this show. Like, look at our footprint on the world. We've developed this world. We know we can look down and we can see how we're impacting the rest of things, right? We know that we're shitting on the earth. We know that this isn't sustainable. But we know we also know that it, if we're if we're going to survive, we need to cooperate. Hopefully, people have thought about this. But I've had. Uh, On that post, I probably had 50 likes by now. Almost 11 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday. And I maybe have two or three people who've said something that to me gives away, it tips their hand. It tells me, indicates to me that they, well, one guy who I love so much says, I I disagree. Well, what do you disagree with? You disagree with um, that... You should listen to the experts. Once again, if your point of view clashes with the experts to the point where you think that it's a big conspiracy and all these people have decided to make all this shit up, they're fucking experts in the field, man. Like, scientific experts have identified this virus and they've established that the numbers will rise predictably based upon human behavior, and that we need to launch a massive public health effort of mask wearing, social distancing, and inoculations quickly, or else people will suffer and die in our society. There's been a hush over the crowd and the people who, who would say, oh, this is no big deal. They're, they're fewer and fewer, okay? And they'll get fewer and fewer Unfortunately, it has to get to that point, though, right? Because if people felt like it did not affect them, beautiful raptor up in that tree, if people did not, if it didn't touch enough people, then folks will always say, oh, there's no big deal, bunch of bullshit. So there is a pandemic. We need to take action. There is a new president. We need to transfer power peacefully. The economy is unstable. We need to take decisive actions to change that. Our Earth is but one planet in the solar system. It's a tiny fucking speck, of dust suspended on the sunbeam. There is a remaining multiverse that is so vast and we aren't even a pimple on its ass we need to respect that we need to try to understand that and we need to appreciate that we have responsibility as the caretakers of this planet like it or not we need to do the smart things so that's that I got a couple of jokes to tell you just to break the monotony here. Uh, first one is the, as follows Why do golfers wear two pairs of pants? In case they get a hole in one. Right? Um, this is a good one. If you say this to a guy, you say, Listen, who's got a little dick and looks just like an owl? And when they say, Who? You say exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awesome, right? Because then you turn it on them, right? I just told the nurses at the uh, COVID vaccine. I got the Moderna one, by the way. Um, told them some jokes. They, they appreciate them because of an otherwise solemn atmosphere. Um, all right shift gears here a little bit. It's 30 minutes. I have some notes. And I hope I did not mention this shit already. I had a dream the other day. I'm checking, I'm getting into dream interpretation. I've long felt like if you have a shitty dream or a dream that you need to, you know, sort out some unfinished business, then, then you should, you should knock that out. You should go back into your dream, wake up in the middle of the night sweating or whatever. Oh my God, I can't believe that dream. It's unresolved. You go in and you fucking square it away. You handle your business. And so... that's what I'm trying to do. I had this dream, and I'm in a fun house, like a haunted house, and I've got some friends with me, and some strangers, and the the haunted house, the ghouls and goblins and all that shit, the creatures that would come out, the monsters, if you will, some of them are people I know, some of them are friends, but it's their job to, to scare me. Um I knew I had a strategy, like I was like a John Wick or something like that, I'm like, I'm fucking getting through this thing, because it seemed like a, it was a hybrid, my strategy was a hybrid of not taking it seriously, like laughing at the monsters, laughing at the things that go bump in the night, and also had some friends along with me who were traumatized and who seemed to feel as though this could be a life or death predicament but I was consoling them and trying to save the day. And I've got a Ram behind me that uh, is an older model and he wants to let me know that he's here. So he's going to rumble me. Did you see that shit? <laughs> he rumbled me. What a dope. Must be in a hurry, this guy. So um, we get, we make our way through the haunted house, and we're turning the tables on the monsters. They kind of see that we're not scared, and I'm like, "All right, let's go. Let's make it through." Because I was anxious because I had some people who were who were distraught with me again that I was trying to console and help. So I wasn't scared, but I was scared for these folks, and I was trying to to get us through this this challenge. Um, and I wrote here, this is the middle of the night, that some of the monsters were my friends. They saw that, uh, you know, like it was almost like as soon as they knew that they couldn't scare me, it's like something out of a movie. I was like, whatever. And they're like, "Oh, okay, you're not scared. I guess the game's over." And uh, so that was interesting. It made me think of this uh, this image that that I saw. This is really neat. The image is it's like a four part little cartoon. All right, you read it clockwise, and the image says it's got an it's got a human being. That is hanging up a drape. it's like in like humans and there's nothing in the room and then the human takes this like drape or this uh, fabric and hangs it up in the room and then starts right drawing the things on it that come to mind like in all the monsters you can imagine all the scary fit thi- things excuse me, all the scary things are illustrated on this, this uh, palette, if you will. And so, then and the last scene is when the human curls up in the fetal position in front of this art after, the, after they have conjured it up and made it painted the picture they curl up in the fetal position in front of all of these scary things <clears throat> basically tells me that much of the, th- the problems that we have and the scary things in life are we we create we generate these things we have the computing power we have the creativity the mind power to say oh my gosh look at this imagine if this happened and we put all these things up on a, like a an org board or some sort of like vision board. And then we cower in front of it and, and run from it for the rest of our lives. It's so true. I feel that that is such a, an important thing. I'm going to share that today with people. Because I think it's important that we understand this. Um... very interesting, right? So there is that. You know, I was going to say uh, that my new year, I hope you had a great new year. My new year was was good. I had, uh, on New Year's Day, I had some drama, none of which was my own. But, when you're the type of person that, that just like we all do but I I especially do I have it in myself the mission to help people like I want to be there for folks I want to be the one who's strong and who stands for other people and that's my job and it's been my mission my life's work as a doctor as that Dr. Drill character I created that motivator that you know was set in, these sequences were set in motion a while back, you know, I don't know, perhaps my childhood something happened to me or I had some experiences that I collected and I, I created my own vision board, right? say that nothing happens for everything happens for a reason right very strange I, I, I love my life I love that I, you know, I'm i happy with the way that I am I'm hard working I, I give a shit I care I, I've been successful enough to be able to reproduce that result and to be able to stand confidently like all right this is what i can do this is what i've done like if i do nothing else in my life i'm convinced that i've done i've i've succeeded i've already 45 the rest it's just playing with the world it's playing with life and and trying to make the right decisions and and using that springboard that I've created to be able to to mold the rest of life like a some blob of clay. You know, it doesn't mean that things can't bad things can't happen or that I I my work is done. It's far from done. I just feel like I'm in a good spot despite some of the shit that life throws at you, and it does, but on New Year's Day, I had a couple things, I had a friend contact me and say that, you know, a family member was COVID positive, so that made me, you know, ignited the awareness in me that, oh gosh, you know, we all feel that way, right, like, what if I'm positive, what if I'm COVID positive, what if I get this contract this disease and and how will that affect every aspect of my life so I needed to get to this vaccine to protect myself and not uh, I'm not of the impression that it's going to protect me from passing it around but at least I've got some personal protection and I feel like I'm part of the solution um, of killing this virus or rendering it less of a problem for our society, so we can move forward, um, so I got to that point, next, I had some family call me, and, uh, I mean, just fucking drama, like, it would take another entire podcast, a story that maybe I'll tell about my childhood, and about, that I have told before, but I I just got some crazy people in my life that happen to be family and cannot find peace. If they tripped over it, they could not find peace. And so on New Year's Day at 10 a.m., they're telling me all that's going on. And these are all things that, you know, are inexcusable, particularly during an unforgiving time as it is now during this pandemic. Like, if there was ever a time to have your shit together and not make mistakes and to treat people properly with respect and with an awareness that there's fucking a villain out there that's not even human. Doesn't give a fuck about any of the details you have going on. And it could... It could kill kill you. It could change your life. So fucking hunker down. Put a plan together to work on yourself. As I've said before, and I strive to do it every day. I'm going to do it right now when I pull into the fucking house. Put a plan together to better yourself. To fix your life. And to keep fixing it, even when it's not broken. Fix your life. Tweak your life. Take care of yourself. Or else don't wonder why, you know, these horrible... Fates come to visit you because there are people out there right now that have done everything right and are still fucking dying, sick, unemployed. You know, without an income. Uh, you know, it's 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 scary right now. It could it's going to get scarier, and so let's fix our lives even when they're not broken I'll end on that note I covered a lot of bases today love and respect I'll talk to you guys tomorrow